As I said before, many of you know a little bit about me, my family. Uh, We spent several years working in Nepal. And while we were there, those of us who had gone to work there and lived there for a while, we, we, we shared an experience, and it was something like this. When you first arrive in Nepal as a country, um, and for the first couple of weeks or so, you are just surrounded by so many new sights and sounds and smells and so th- many things that are interesting and different about the culture. And you're learning so much and trying to settle in and learn. And after a couple of weeks, you think, gosh, I could write a book about all of this. You stay, you live for a little while longer. And you get used to the culture a little bit. Things become familiar. You adapt. You settle down. But in other ways, you you realize, gosh, I haven't a clue what's going on here. There are depths to this culture that I'm not getting here. And after, after a few months, you feel if someone pushed you, you could write an article about this place. And you stay for a few years, and the culture, you, you begin to be natural within it. You begin to, to learn how to think, how to behave, how to act, and it becomes part of you in a sense. And yet, and yet you realize that there are even more depths that you don't understand, and even more things that you're just grasping at the surface of. And if someone pushed you, you think, do you know what? I could possibly put together an A4 sheet about this country. And I've been walking this journey of faith since I was about 13 or so. That's when faith came alive for me. And you know what? The process has been similar. Um, it's been a journey that, as I said, has led me to Nepal. It has led me through studying for the ministry of the Presbyterian Church. It's led me to five years being a minister of a church down in Limerick, a multinational congregation, five years in East Belfast in Garneville, and now working for the Irish Church's Peace Project. As a minister, you're expected to stand up and say things week after week. But do you know what? That used to be quite easy. I felt I had a lot to say. I'm getting to the stage, do you know, where I don't know what to stand up and say about God about living this Christian life, about prayer. I feel like I did in Nepal. In the early stages, there was so much. I felt I could write a book. But now it's become so much part of me. It's just there. And also I realize that I'm just scratching at the surface of this. There is so much that I, I don't understand, I don't grasp. 
And to be brutally honest, I'm struggling to put it into practice. So what do I say? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm simply going to share with you where I'm at. In the hope that it might resonate with some people. Assuming that perhaps I'm not the only one who is experiencing the things that I'm experiencing. Some things you may identify with, some you may not. And the bad news is that once I got started, I did manage to fill more than an A4 page. First thing about where I'm at, a feeling of dislocation. A feeling of dislocation that has been growing over the last 10 years or so. When I, in my early days, faith was quite straightforward. I wouldn't say that I was a fundamentalist, but I was a good Northern Ireland evangelical. Evangelical meaning believing the Bible to be the word of God, believing Jesus Christ is the one through whom salvation comes, and that truth is very important. I always loved theology. I loved thinking. I always thought lifestyle was important, and I knew what I believed, and I knew why I believed it. And it was relatively straightforward 20-odd years ago, because society basically was in line with that. But things have changed even in my lifetime. From when I was a teenager to now, churches that were thriving are now on the verge of closing. Society has changed There are things that are normal, acceptable now that were not imaginable when I was younger. The gay issue. When I was at school, you only ever heard gay used as a pejorative term. Not anymore. And I confess this is confusing. I still believe in the Bible. I still believe in Jesus. But what does that mean? How does that relate to the way things are now? I find that I am questioning a lot of things that used to be unquestionable, that used to be taken for granted and seen as obvious, but they are not any more. And I find this quite unsettling on one hand, but quite exciting on the other hand. I find that I identify with that part of the Old Testament that we call the exile. God's people had lived in Jerusalem, in Israel, for hundreds, several hundreds of years, they lived in a society that was built around their faith. They had a temple to worship in. They had the temple where God said, this is where you will worship and this is how you will worship. 
They had kings to rule over them and to govern them. They had laws of the land and customs that basically made living the life of faith easy because society was structured around it. And then suddenly, they're overrun by the superpower of the day. They are defeated in an extremely violent siege and battle reminiscent of the scenes we see in Syria today, the same destruction, the same horror, the same trauma. And they're taken and forced to leave their home and they are transplanted into the middle, into the heart of this superpower, this empire, where their God was not known and other gods ruled. And we've moved from a society that was structured around, molded by the Christian story. Now we are shifting to a culture, to a society which they are saying is post-Christendom. Other stories dominate. Other gods are worshipped. Our faith is marginalized. Imagine what it was like for Daniel and his friends. Imagine the questions that rose for them. They're the same questions that are coming up in my mind. Is it worth sticking with this God that we have worshipped? Because from their point of view, it could have appeared that their God had been defeated, overcome by the gods of the empire. He seems pretty impotent or weak in the face of all of this. Is God still worth following? That's a question that we are faced with perhaps particularly that young people growing up today within the church are faced with. For some reason, Daniel and his friends decided they would stick with this God. They would remain faithful to him. But then the question comes, and it's phrased perhaps most eloquently in that verse from Psalm 137, I should have written that down. I think it's 137. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? How are we going to worship and be faithful in this new context? Because previously we went to the temple and we worshiped there and that was the way God had said it. Now the temple is destroyed. It is a heap of rubble. We're thousands of miles away from it. How do we worship? How do we connect with God now? And in this context, a new way of getting together and worshiping evolved. The synagogue. The people of faith gathered together in a new way and they found a new way to worship, a new way to to have fellowship with each other and to encourage each other. How do we sing a Lord's song in a strange land? That's a question we have to ask.
And another question, how then shall we live? In Israel, it was easy for them to follow their customs, their laws, to live a faithful life. But not in the empire. Now they're in the middle of this court, forced to become part of the civil service of this empire that had crushed them. Can you imagine the conversations they were having? We want to be faithful to God. How are we going to do it? What about this food that is being put in front of us? Because we know the Jewish food laws were very important. Can you imagine the discussions they had? Should we, should we go along with them? Should we stand up against it? And eventually they decided on the course of action where they asked to be given only fruit, fruit and vegetables. What we're not told are the other conversations they had. Because there were a host of other things they had to think about, about how to live. What customs were they going to keep? What traditions were they going to keep and fight to keep? And what were they going to say, well, no, we, we're in a new context. That doesn't apply anymore. Difficult conversations because of the new situation that they were in. And I can identify with that. They must have had disagreements. And we have to face issues and questions that have never arisen before. And churches are wrestling with the issue, for example, of gay adoption. We've never had to address that before. And we don't know quite what to do. And there are people arguing one way and people arguing another way within the church. Because we're in this new situation. There's this feeling of dislocation that Daniel and his friends discovered. I'm part of a group called the Northumbria Community. The community is focused around living the questions, who is it that you seek? We seek the Lord our God. How then shall we live? How do we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And we talk about living the questions because we don't quite know the answers. I'm afraid this sermon is not about answers because it's not where I'm at. I don't know if that resonates with you. But these are the questions that are in my mind that I am living with. And as I think about it more and more, do you know that my problem isn't so much about understanding this Christian faith, but about living it doing it.
When I was staying in the mother house of the Northumbria community in Northumbria, it's in the middle of the countryside, miles from anywhere. And one day, two guys pitched up, walked up, walking boots on, rucksacks on their back, pitched up and said, could we stay the night? And they were welcomed in, and they were given room, and over the, the meal table we, we began to ask them about themselves and what they were doing. Turns out they were two novices of a monastic order. They were training, they're, the place where they were training is down in the southeast of England. One day their superior gave them ten pounds, showed them the door of the monastery, and said, make your way to Iona, northwest of Scotland. And so they told us about how daunting it was, but they started walking. And when they got to a town or a village or a place, they would sit around and someone would come and talk to them and ask what they were doing, and people would give them food or invite them to stay the night. And as they did so, you know, obviously it was, you know, why are you doing this? And so they talked about why they were doing it, and they talked about their faith. Do you know, that's been one of the most disturbing things for me. Because here were two people who took a passage of the New Testament that I had read, but not taken that seriously. And they did it. They just went out and did it. And they found that it worked. And it reminds me of something that I read once. Why do we need to train preachers and teachers in theology and to such a high level? This guy was saying, basically because we want them to stand up and to explain away a lot of the challenge of the Bible. To tell us why Jesus didn't really mean what he said. Why it doesn't really apply to us. For instance, Jesus said to one young man, Sell your possessions and give to the poor. How many sermons have you heard about that that have seriously challenged you that that might be what Jesus is actually saying? The problem I'm discovering is that not with the Bible is not the parts I don't understand. It's the parts that I do So that's me and where I'm at in my faith. A sense of dislocation. Living with questions. I'm wondering maybe I just need to take Jesus at his word a bit more. To be honest, you know what? I can't do this on my own. I haven't the courage. 
I need people who are asking the same questions. I don't need them to give me answers. But I need people to work with me together to encourage the asking of questions, to encourage the exploring, and to encourage the living. I don't know if that resonates with you. But that is where I am at. And I hope that we all will seek to live, to follow, to serve our God in the way that is appropriate for us.